the rules. And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Mike, Mike, and Multiverse. Mike, Mike, and Madness. Mike, Mike, and MCU. I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, here now to talk about this movie event podcast that we have on tap for you, the long-awaited Doctor Strange 2, a.k.a. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has come out. Yeah, the critics love it, the audiences love it, the box office will love it, and we are so? very Yeah, well, we are very mixed on it. So, well, here's the good thing about it. I think I think we're going to have fun reviewing it, and I think I hope you guys will have fun listening to it. We wrote a bunch of nonsense. Like this is the weirdest shit. Don't rope me written. into your benign <laughs> pedantic one-off takes here you wrote a bunch of nonsense i wrote nothing i didn't sleep a lot last night because i had a diet coke for the first time in like two months it was a very large spit diet coke. all over my mic i did not think that was where that sentence was going i got you up how many because you had a diet coke a huge one a trump-sized <laughs> one and i woke up how many times to pee because i'm old now don't That's you mainline coffee yeah, but for whatever reason, that doesn't bother me. I wow. had one okay. soda, and my body had to readjust, and then I'm up like crazy. Well, all right. So you got the Diet Coke shakes now to go into this review with. <laughs> I'm off the wagon. <laughs> I've try- been trying to be healthier. Yeah, I'm off the wagon. <laughs> we are. Uh, we do have a full review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for you. If you've not joined us before for either a movie event review or an Oscars profile, it's... Uh, Two reviews for the price of one. We will be all non-spoilers in the first half of this episode. We will give you a spoiler warning, followed by a spoiler-filled review. So if you're looking for us, our takes on the plots and the twists and turns and what happens, uh, that'll be in the second half of this episode. The first half here, we will not ruin anything for you. We are going to stay spoiler-free and talk about uh, some of the pr- proliferies around the movie, the box office, the lead-up, the hype, the critical reception, as well as what we think about the performances, the script, etc., etc. So, Michael, let's lead ourselves off here and get into it. Yeah, the critical reception for Doctor Strange 2 here is 77% on Rotten Tomatoes via 236 reviews. It is only a 62 meta score, though, and that kind of outlines the rift, I would say. The audience reception is also pretty high, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I do not know the cinema score yet uh, because we're recording this on Friday, but uh, it seems like fans were pretty happy at my screening last night. How about you? Yeah, same. They were, they were, it was a lively theater, which was nice. There was a couple moments that popped, and I think Disney got the, the reaction they thought they were going to get all along when we're going to talk about those in spoilers. There's obviously one kind of big moment in this that uh, I, I didn't see a lot of allusion to, so that's kind of cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. But these scores, I mean, really? 89%? 7.6? It's almost an 8.0 on IMDb? That's awfully high. Yeah, I think I can explain it a little bit, but okay. uh, we'll get there. Uh, in terms of the box office, projections were running around 165 to 175. I've seen them jump to like 180, but those are from the industry. That's from Disney. A lot of the box office people out there are projecting uh, over $200 million, around $200 million. And certainly the uh, grosses from last night, Mike, which was $36 million Thursday night previews there, that's close to Avengers Endgame, which ultimately made like 257. Eric Weber wow. just tweeted about it. And uh, Avengers Endgame uh, Thursday night was $39 million. So this is only $3 million shy of that. Do you have a full theater? Yeah, it was it was jam packed. It was it was fun. It was fun to be seated uh, next to four 12 year old girls. And before <laughs> you call the police on me, nine, these... one, go ahead. <laughs> Look, I didn't speak to him because I've never. Oh, I, that's I good. good I, for I don't you. speak to 12 year old girls. I don't think I've ever spoken to a 12 year old girl, by the way. I don't ever in my life. I'll work on your metal. Go I ahead. have cousins. <laughs> Who were 12, we drifted apart at those ages. Obviously, when I was a student at 12 years old, I never spoke to a 12-year-old Naturally. girl. And I was not going to speak to these ones. They were cursing like filthy little sailors. Oh, so you during... didn't speak to them because you were intimidated. I was intimidated. They were hilarious. They, were the... they should have a podcast. These were the freaking dairy girls from... Uh... <laughs> If they had Irish accents, they'd be the Dairy Girls from Netflix, my favorite show. They were hysterical. There was literally a point during the movie where they, in this tone of voice, they were just like, come on, fuck you. 
that loud. <laughs> These bunch of 12 year old girls. Hysterical the whole time. I couldn't good. believe it. Well, so, and yeah, the future of the country is in good hands. We need people like them in the pipeline. I'm glad you hear that. Plot premise reads, Dr. Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. That's a misleading plot synopsis, but okay. Absolutely. They're, they're in the business of misleading uh, yeah. plot synopses mm. uh, these days. But look, I mean, we expected... We expected kind of what we got, I would say. At least I did, especially after the reviews kind of and the initial reactions kind of came out mixed, at least, uh, you know, from where I'm coming from. And kind of tempered by Northman, Batman, I was kind of mixed on both of those, even though other people, I'm not kind of mixed, I was mixed. A lot of people love those. It's just this time of year, Mike, where we get a lot more hype than we get heft, at least for us, maybe. Yeah, I I, I, th- I enjoyed this movie more than Northman and the Batman, I feel like, in the theater. And there was, at one point, like halfway through this movie, I was like, oh, shit, I'm like, I, am I sitting through like an A-minus movie right now? By surprise, I didn't kind of expect it. And it it doesn't finish that that well, I don't think. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm far away from an A-grade now, settling into it. And honestly, the more I think about the movie, the more frustrated I get by certain aspects of it. And we'll get into all of that. But yeah, it was, I mean, this is a fun watch at the theater. Yeah, I'm not expecting something pretentious here. I'm not. I, I'm not even expecting something Oscar-y, right? Where I think Batman no, yeah. and Northman, I had much higher expectations. Yeah. So maybe I'm not going to be fair. But like, look, I mean, you guys know what to expect when you you click on an episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Like we're, you know, if we don't even use our full names, Michael. I mean, we, well, we're not we pretending. We're talking about twelve year old girls. I think that's pretty <laughs> <best right now. laughs> we better not. We better use pseudonyms. But don't talk to twelve year old girls. Nobody do that. Uh, but like we, we we don't pretend to be like all you know snobbish in in real life. We make a gag out of it sometimes. But like I, I'm not gonna call myself Michelle. This is not Mich Mich and scare. I might do that at some point. But I guess your dorks. point is well taken. No, we're dorks. We talk like dorks. You get dork talk for a few hours every week, and that's that. Like I thought I was getting a giant horror adjacent superhero cartoon for two hours, and that's what I got. And it, okay, and look. Well, that's, so you think this, this filled the this filled the expectation of being a horror movie, like the MCU's first no, horror movie? But you, did you really expect a horror movie? Like, really? Did you expect Drag Me to I Hell? I wanted more horror elements than I got. I felt like this wasn't horror at all. I right. felt like this was another MCU movie. It was another MCU movie with with a horror facade, you know, at some in some scenes. There were red pupils, I think, is like... <laughs> That's 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 as close to horror as we got. Yeah, that happened. He she got punched or he got punched and purple mist fell out. Yeah, there was a there was a, a shot where you could tell somebody at one point in their lives had watched Carrie and thought that'd be cool to do. Yeah, that there there this was not a horror movie and that that was a bummer, but I you know, I I I kind of expected it. Uh I guess I did too, now that you're talking about it. I guess I didn't expect full horror, but I would have liked more. Now, in terms of the full experience, like this is this is a two-hour movie, so I give them credit for handling it in two hours. Like we we got thirty minutes of trailers though, and I don't know if we want to review the I Avatar can't fucking trailer. Stand it! I can't stand these trailers anymore, Mike. But this we don't, is... I mean, I, I I don't. You can't show up to a movie on time. Why bother? Right. Thank God there's reserved seating. It's bad for us because we do trailer reviews like in advance. So we're sure, not yeah, seeing, I agree like, with that. Yep. If we're seeing these trailers for the first time, like I do. I do this again and again uh, for myself. I'll like I'll rip off like five, six new trailers in a row. I'll spend twenty minutes watching trailers on a Wednesday, right? But to to have to then do that at the the, the movies every single time. But and like, if we're gonna go see a two hour movie plus as it is, we have to try, drive like at least a half hour. I mean, you got to block out four hours of your day to see any big movie anymore in a the theater, right? It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. And then Nicole's Kidman's accent goes in and out, like because they are. She enunciates like the waspiest of wasps, but then she says "laugh." What the fuck is "laugh"? What is? I don't get. It. And then you think you're done. You think you're finally done. That's when everybody looked at their watch, like mm-hmm. oh, like these the dairy girls next to me, like this fucking twenty two minutes. <laughs> 
They're it's just four me. drinking buddies who happen to be prepubescent girls. Yeah, it's Freaky Friday times four with those those, those four girls. The fucking me. cast of Moe's Tavern from every Simpsons episode, inhabiting these little girls' bodies. Yeah, no, they're just worn down by Avatar: The Renovation Good. of Typhoon Lagoon. I Good. mean, they just know that movie looks like the most boring. I'm so like. Good for James Cameron for getting these this payday and eighteen of these sequels off in a row. That movie looks so boring. It looks kind of boring. Now that was the boring artistic teaser trailer, or, or, yeah. or am I giving it too much credit? Probably. I mean, there was heavy music behind it. <laughs> heavy. We, we but we're not going to Avatar for the plot, right? I mean, we're going for the the blue people that look like real people. Again, are we? Are we? Is that is that going to be the the yeah. ticket into the next five sequels too? Is that all he's doing? I know, like James, we can go outside and see water. Most of us, <laughs> like we could see the real thing. Like I guess we could see blue people that look like real people. We can't. We can't see that. But there's we, a whole stage show in Vegas featuring blue people you can see in real life. That's you know? true. Like, like here's what I was fixating on. Like and I'm a pervert again, established <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. But like those are no, loose. But okay, God. Thank you. There are loose loincloths, all of them. They're loose. Mm. They're all loose. And they're somehow not falling off, you know, while these people are flying through the air. On Do giant... the Navi have genitalia? I don't know. I mean, is that, am I a pervert? Is this just scientific curiosity? <laughs> am I like, you know, Swell's bunch of monster effers, you know? Bunch I, of cool, I like my too cool that you wrote, you turned poor Amanda into this horrible sexual deviant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, yes, VFX look gorgeous. Get, definitely get nominated. I'm looking at all these banana hammocks, <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. Uh, I I'm sure, like as off base as that is, I'm sure you're not the only one who has had that. I remember that joke being like a running theme throughout the first release too. So was like, it? Oh my God. Yeah, did I, I, just, I remember uh, there were people that commented on it. I so. just internally plagiarized that one. You may uh, have, I don't know, maybe 13 maybe, years maybe. later. <laughs> maybe I'm just trying to cover your ass. Who knows? <laughs> I appreciate it. Always my attorney. All right. Um, I mentioned the, the bit about the 12 year old girls already. All right. So <clears throat> people coming in late, not paying attention. Yeah. Right, just there's yep. your test. All right. Overall Good. composition thoughts directed by Sam Raimi. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, is his fourth, fifth superhero movie. Did the Spider-Man trilogy with uh, trilogy with uh, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst. He did Darkman. You know, did this feel like one of those to you, Mike? With Sam Raimi, kind of his other superhero properties here, or is this is this is kind of weird? It's kind of a medley of his, you know, his medley is an interesting word because drag I me would... to hell. Nah. Well, I would love to know what his background is with music and why he keeps incorporating music into all these superhero movies. And we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in spoilers, and you'll understand more what I mean. But, like, Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire dance scene, down, you know, it's just he, he uses music in these really weird ways in, in his superhero films, and I wonder why. I did not expect the music tie-in that we got with this movie in one of the big battle scenes, but it happened, and it, I, I mean, it worked. I'm all for any time a director gets to take a chance and keep a deviation of expectation that fits tonally and thematically within the plot i'm all mm -hmm. for it and if you it's a high degree of difficulty if you pull and there's a couple of those in this script as well that Raimi tries to do which i give him all the credit in the world for as well and this is one of them so i i, I don't take offense to it but i just i'm curious to know why he keeps going back to the music realm yeah i wonder if it's a troll job in a way if it's a yeah. marvel you know inside joke in that regard but could be we we mentioned the pasteurized Sam Raimi horror elements. That's that's kind of a bummer. This this does become a very simple comic book movie story, I would yeah. say. And it, they could have really went Rick and Morty wild existential horror. Never mind realistic terror of you know being in a like we saw in the trailers, just a floating door in the middle of pink space. <laughs> well, this yeah, and this. The way this movie is pulled off, I, the entire MCU right now to me is held together by scotch tape. Yeah. Like the reasoning, th this blows some holes into the MCU, and the reasoning that like certain things can't happen are gone by the end of this. Well, they have they're having too many Deus Ex Machina, just yada yada. Whether nothing it's matters, McGuffin, yeah, they're, they're just adding so much world right yeah. to the building that I would say so many worlds. 
you could feel you could feel them going past capacity. Yeah, and that's the bummer of it. And when a simple story is 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 the focus, and I give them credit for doing a simple I do story I in do a too. huge can on a huge canvas, mm-hmm. but. It, yeah, it does bother me, and they 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 can't connect it all, unfortunately. So written by Michael Waldron, who we just trashed repeatedly. No, I, I and I don't want to come off like I'm trashing him. Like, I, like I, under, I understand the the joke, but like I do. Look, this thing takes some big swings, and a lot of those big swings I thought connected, and I was like, wow, they're actually like doing this. That's pretty effing cool. So, but it runs into issues. So, like my big takeaway from this was that. Again, I kind of got what I paid for, and I almost feel like I got my money's worth in many senses, but I don't know if it went together. Like, if Spider-Man No Way Home was, like, my favorite dessert, the licorice pizza of desserts. I was thinking about something similar, but yeah, go ahead. If if you will. Yeah, that's Uh, terrible, terrible analogy, but go ahead. (laughs) The Multiverse of Madness is Rachel's trifle from Thanksgiving Day Friends episodes, right? I mean, it's probably too much, nor does it go together. It's just custard, good, jam, good, meat, good. I mean, it's just too much. It doesn't work necessarily, but like I said, you get what you kind of wanted, in many ways, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't. I don't hate that. I hate licorice pizza as a concept, and maybe as a movie. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. But uh, yeah, I think that's a. There's a lot here, but it's here. not. I feel like I say that all, all, all the time with a movie I, I'm disappointed by, and I'm not necessarily disappointed by this movie. And I don't mean that there's a lot here in that sense either, because I usually mean they stuff too much plot into this. There's just a lot of harm that could be done to the MCU as a whole. I think. Right. Uh, that That's a good point. And uh, I'm feeling a little sad that it's not and it's not just this. It's it's the Disney Plus shows like Moon Knight didn't land, unfortunately. Oh, and he, you, it's you a didn't great like it. character. It's a, it's a fun performance. It did not land. Uh, I thought I thought every one of those shows gets a little wonky at some point. And you kind of forgive it because it's TV. It's feeding the beast. It's not it doesn't have the same level of stakes. You know, you're getting a lot of content. And again, you're getting your money's worth, and that's fine. And if, so if episode five's not great, as long as episode six is kind of cool and you want to watch season two, you're in, right? And it connects to the right. other part. But but it didn't do that for you. Yeah, I mean, the Moon Knight, I kind of hate watch the last few. And I don't gotcha. need I don't need Marvel theology. This was what we said from Eternals, right? I, I well, that has to be where they're going, that. though, doesn't it? But they Doesn't, have to. They're going that way. They're going all these different r- ways in terms of the science fiction rabbit holes with the the multiverse and time travel. At some point, what happens on any version of Earth isn't going to matter. Yeah. Right. I mean, at some point, the natural end of this type of storytelling, and I'm not giving anything away, I don't think. But at the natural end of this type of storytelling, maybe that's where this phase is going, is that it's going to have to be a battle of gods, which is not. The fun part of exactly. what's mar- the MCU exactly. has been built on. It's exactly. been about flawed, yep. very human heroes. Exactly. <laughs> that have, you know, hilarious blue eyes and that stare into the- <laughs> Sometimes red. Sometimes red. Sometimes red. And that's how you know it's scary. But, like, the best part of Doctor Strange, to me, was the Thor Love and Thunder trailer on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, that was my favorite part, even though I've seen that for the second time. Anyway, all right. Performances, though, good things about these uh, performances. I, I, I have good things to say up top. Benedict Cumberbatch, I think he's having more fun than I thought he would. This is more of an acting showcase than I thought we'd get for him. He's got drama. He's got comedy. He's, he's handling it all. And I, I'm just really impressed. I mean, he's a leading man that's probably going to now be – the head of what's going to be a huge, a billion dollar property, perhaps close to it. If I put a gun to your head, because why not at this point with all the stuff we've talked about in this episode so far. And I said, what is Marvel better at? Are they better at protecting their IP or are they better at casting these roles? Cause I think he's perfectly casted. Like I thought Robert Downey Jr. Became perfectly casted as Tony Stark. Right. Like, like, like Natasha Romanoff is perfectly casted as Scarlett Joe. You know, like, they're, they nail these castings. And Elizabeth Olsen's another one. I yeah, thought she I gave the best performance of the film. This was also the most like Mary-Kate and Ashley I've ever seen Elizabeth Olsen look. <laughs> that, that trailer moment she gets in here where she kind of plays a little uh, off-key, off mm. it's the whole movie. 
and she really plays it out. Uh, I don't know if it's Mary Kate Nash. There's a scene where she's like, where where the, the Wanda is with her, her in her home, and yeah. I was like, is that a Mary Kate? Is that actually? Are, are we ever gonna know for sure? She looks like a triplet. Yeah, because they're sisters. Yeah, I know. I know. I just want it out there. She looked exactly like her twin sisters. I, I thought you were hearkening back to like the Halloween episode of Full House, or. <laughs> There was always the rumor. There was always the rumor when I was in school in New York mm-hmm. that they were just doing blow at the next club or the next. <laughs> the allegedly, o- the allegedly, yeah. Oh, we saw the Olsons there. They're all yeah. just oh, they're strung out. Yeah, they're so crazy. <laughs> anyway, besmirching more names in this episode where I've completely uh, just uh implicated myself down the right well the without beginning. swell down the well without <laughs> swell all right so chill gomez um uh, no not great they the script asked a lot from her yeah um and i just got t- done talking about how well casted marvel does these things but i i thought everyone who was under the age of 20 casted in this movie was a rough look yeah i was really surprised cuz usually they knock they knocked these out of the park, like you said. Tom Holland really became a mm-hmm. star, and I, it, it, I, I'm going to take issue with the character, so I won't crush a young actress's dreams in this episode. Not that I have any credibility to do so, <laughs> but uh, the repartee is not great, and it's it doesn't work. It's frustrating the whole time. She was better than the son from the Full Monty, which is like the base level. <laughs> She's better. <laughs> yes, than the son from Fulmonte. <laughs> also better than Elizabeth Olsen's kids in this movie, who are Yes, atrocious. agree with that. Agree with that. They as well. are yeah. the worst acting duo I've very, ever seen. Very fire them yeah. from the business, <laughs> banish them forever. Those kids better not show up in another one of my effing movies. I tried to me and the dairy girls by saying everyone under 20 and that's who i meant but yes very rough <laughs> me and the dairy girls are gonna rip them a new one uh <laughs> benedict wong always terrific he it's gets great. some he gets some payoffs in this movie which i appreciated and mm-hmm. rachel mcadams uh i actually playing a tough part she's you know hiding a lot behind those eyes in this movie uh some dramatic scenes that work one of the trickier roles to play in this cast i'm good with her yeah I'm, i this this Cast other than those notes that I already said. I mean, it was, it was a well acted movie. I had less issue with acting than I did. You have issue with some of the VFX? I did. Okay, and good. It wasn't just me. Th- well, some of it's just like, all right, this is Roger Rabbit. This is Space Jam. This is cartoon. This is real life person in a cartoon world. It's almost like they they spent a lot of money on. Uh, animating the one small cartoon in the real person world, like mm. when they when they they have the big octopus, yep. you know, crawling up the building, that looked real. Yeah, and, I agree. And that looked like Suicide Squad level of uh, real. I, I loved it. And then when Doctor Strange is in the cartoon world, I'm like, where the hell are we? This is silly nonsense. There was even stuff where if you looked not at what the focus of the shot was, which I guess, you know, why would you? But that's what I was doing, where they're running down the street during that octopus chase. I mean, Xochitl Gomez is a side character in one of those shots where, where Strange is fighting the end. She she looks completely like she doesn't even look like a human being, completely digitized and just like, oh, boy, that's a tough VFX look there. Yeah. Something somebody missed something. So there was like a couple scenes like and I also want to say I, I had more problem with it in the beginning of the movie than I did at any other point, but it okay. was kind of striking to me for a Marvel movie. Yeah, it was a bit frustrating. So it's just if you go with the the highs, then maybe you can yeah. you know, give there it some highs. Credit. I mean this this is a very heavily VFX computer VFX movie. It's almost so they're all shot. over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean these are wizards and witches and monsters right. battling in midair. For much of it, and right. it's yeah, it's the Wizarding World of Marvel here uh, on a, a, a full display with a Sam Raimi horror kind of thing, spirits and all that. So yeah, it's totally VFXed out. Uh, I think the makeup and hairstyling was a little bit better than I thought. The costumes, production design, very creative. There, there is a big Rick and Morty kind of you know multiverse to play around in mm-hmm. and to to be creative in uh, the production design, especially. 
I think uh, I think you'll have a lot of Halloween costumes. You'll have some uh, a lot of action figures, obviously what they want, mm-hmm. and you'll have theme park rides that are going to be unique and memorable uh, because of these settings and and a lot of the uh, the art design. This movie would make a good theme park ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you see the uh, well to a indoor see, coaster? Did you see the Martin Scorsese fake book? Yes. <laughs> yes, I that did. cracked me the hell up. Yeah, <laughs> the Twitter's been funny lately. Ever since Elon Musk, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it has been great. funny. Yeah. It has yeah. been funny lately. Or maybe well, I'm just they finding. They say he would come save us all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best sound like this could have been grating on the ears. Like, look, uh, some Sam Raimi horror movies can be a little much for me, and I know he does that on purpose, and it's fun, and it you know it's a lot of the whammy moments are there because of his sound designs, but. Uh, this was an easy sound design. This was like the easy listening of uh, Sam Raimi movies, I would say. Creative, too, because there was a point in which musical notes play a, a factor, and it could have been a mess. But, yeah, very well done. That being said, zero Oscars for this I movie, can't right? Poss- I mean, maybe VFX, because it is so heavily VFXed, and there's a deference to letting big Marvel movies into that category. By the Academy, but did, did the first one get a VFX? That's a good question. A, a more prepared uh, podcast would have looked that up yeah, ahead of time. I'm almost there. Yes, yes, it did. It did. All right. So I mean, like I, I put, yeah. I mean, I, may, I over under point five. If you want to give it a VFX, it's just again this year seems to be so loaded on the back end, especially. But we said that a couple, like in 2019, I think we were expecting an Oscar movie every week, and we obviously didn't get that. So who knows? Well, unless Avatar two, the butthole cut, is a rumor. We are going to get Avatar The Way of Water in the VFX category. So there's only four spots left. (sighs) (laughs) That's happening. It's done. It's going to be the the Oscar-nominated Way of Water. You're absolutely right. All right. Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's talk about this plot. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers ahead. This is a spoiler warning. This is the spoiler section for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar, the movie event review pod here. If you've not seen the movie yet, this is a good place for you to hit pause on us. Go check it out at your local theater. We'll be here waiting for you when you come back to hit play. If you've seen the movie already, if you just need to hear our thoughts about the spoilers of it, this is where you want to be. All spoilers from this point forward, going and talking about the ins and outs of the plots and twists and turns of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Michael, where would you like to start krasinski <laughs> yeah and no i mean yeah. look it i think that it was fun that krasinski is did your theater pop you never answered my text yeah yeah the theater did, did there go. was an audible gasping and clapping in my theater the dairy girls loved it okay good the dairy girls that's all pam, i care about for the rest what of this was review his by name? the way i didn't watch the office pam and what you what i didn't watch the office because you liked it now i won't what you I have never... not watched Seinfeld or The Office? No, of course not. Why would I watch these popular sitcoms? Oh my god. <laughs> who Pam and who? What's his name? Jim. Jim. Oh my god. I'm going to go tell the Dairy Girls about the this. Dairy They're going to make fun of you. The Dairy Girls were talking like crazy about Pam and Jim and then they were talking about Emily Blunt being uh just gonna be like the dairy girls said well that's all i care about is their takes on these the dairy girls want emily blunt as uh mrs fantastic sue storm okay so this was one of the big swings i don't mean to like hijack the spoiler section but this is something i really really liked you get the introduction of john krasinski as reed richards except we're in a totally alternate universe not only do you get john krasinski as reed richards this is where patrick stewart comes out as professor x they're all part of the illuminati and they're gonna cast judgment on stephen strange and then they're all killed by our universe's Wanda. I loved that. So a lot of fun stuff in the Illuminati verse. Yes, uh, I mean, the, I mean, it's built up from the other New York, the free food. You got uh, Papa Pizza, <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi's go-to guy there. From the Bruce Evil Campbell, days. who's like still punching. I didn't, I didn't stay for the second uh, post-credit scene. I don't know if you did, but I guess the second one at the end of the credits yeah. was him finally being done punching himself in the face. The Dairy Girls were not happy with that scene. <laughs> uh, I walked. I looked it up ahead of time. I'm like, I'm not staying for this. Other, uh, other Mordo Chiwiatel Ejiofor was talking shit to Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. All that banter's good. Like, look, Lashana Lynch. I mean, that's a cool Maria Rambo callback because. We have uh, 
you know, we have Tiona Paris, the daughter in the WandaVision. Yep. She's going to be, and what if her mom became Captain Marvel that they almost took the flight? You know, they were going to go, you know, pick a plane and Brie Larson got in there. Haley Atwell's Captain Britain was an awesome character in the Very What cool. If series. Uh, she did, she got cut in half real bad, Mike, real bad. <laughs> Swell uh, goes, I like how Haley Atwell treats the MCU like a summer job when she's home from college. <laughs> that was a text she sent me last night. <laughs> but that fight was awesome against Wanda, showing Wanda with the muscle flex scenes of all muscle flex scenes. It was badass. It was. I, it looked great. It fit thematically. It shows a couple things in subtext. One, that like our universe's heroes are the most deadly, which is kind of cool. They can go, I mean, think about if this was, if, if you had those characters built up in the MCU as we know it, and then... Another universe's Wanda Maximoff comes in, and after um, how many movies in a row we've had of Sean Krasinski as Reed Richards, he's just killed off like that. How powerful we would think that this Wanda is. I, I like that. That's pretty cool. And it's totally taking the the piss out of everybody's picks for the next Fantastic Four and who's, who's so that. And that's the other thing Captain about Britain? this: yeah. is John Krasinski actually Reed Richards, or was this, like you said, Marvel trolling all the fans who expected Krasinski and Emily Blunt to be? Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Yeah, they could still do any which direction with Anything. X-Men. They could Anything. still do any which direction with, with any of these characters. It's fun. Because this universe that we lived in for the majority of this movie does not matter. But that's the bigger problem that this movie introduces with Marvel and the MCU as a whole. Nothing yeah. really matters. Yeah, there's some nihilism setting in. And you worry about them pulling it all together. Especially when... Like, you could have gotten a little more complex and specific with certain characters and definitely with certain motivations and 100% with plot solutions. And that those, those are my issues with the plot, even though some of the spectacles are pretty awesome. But first and foremost, like, I, I think we got to talk about the Wanda character because okay. you did not see WandaVision, nor no. am I going to, you know, spoil WandaVision for anybody out there. You kind of need to see WandaVision, or do you, to kind of understand the whole arc with her? Or we, did you feel a little? It's jarring. Like it was jarring. It's definitely yeah. jarring at first, and you, there's there's pieces I felt like I was missing. That said, they do a good enough job. I mean, it, it's not a grand leap in logic to understand why she's at this point either. Right, because you've seen the twenty four other movies. Tw- right, twenty seven. Exactly. Twenty seven. Right. Oh Is it God. that many? Jesus, I think it's that many. <laughs> Uh, but like it, it, it turns into, she, and she turns into Scarlet Witch in the Mother's Day of Sadness here. I mean, this is just preposterously simple at one point, even to where it got comical, like all this crazy shit just went down with her character. And then uh, I forget what, I forget the scene. This is where I got to rewatch the movie, but <laughs> she, Elizabeth Olsen like snaps out of it. And then she's like, where are my kids? Where are my boys? Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's one point, like we get it. You're a mother first. We get it. It's just like, but you're more. You're more of a character. Like we knew how this was going to end. So we knew this was going to be a when she's done dreamwalking. When Scarlet Witch is done dreamwalking, and the Elizabeth Olsen or the Wanda Maximoff, whose body she inhabited the entire movie in this parallel universe, has Scarlet Witch leave her body. When she comes to her senses, her first thing is says, my boys, and she just walks off okay, to go yeah, back Yeah, you home. remembered it. Yeah, yeah it's just, like, give yeah. me a break. Yeah. So, uh, we, again, we get it, we, but you can't just have, you know, the wrong kid died, one track mine for, <laughs> <laughs> for Wanda here. She's too important to the plot that she's so simply driven. Like, this is... You, you built a whole series on why how complex this psychological problem is for her. Right. And we have, you know, four movies where we spend a lot of time with her in subplots. Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Because she has the, the Wanda and the Vision subplot, we spend a lot of time with her. So we know we're not going to go full Dark Phoenix on her character. Or at least we think we know. I think this was an illusion. I don't know if this storyline comes straight from the comics. And I don't know if it's a mixture of storylines, but this was like close to House of M storytelling. Right. But we knew her redemption was coming or we knew she was going to come to grips with things. Right. Especially like with these shitty, fake, corny, cheesy, Maximoff dipshit, little act, terrible actor kids. I mean, 
only a mother could love them, I guess. So why would we like? I don't care about these kids at all. I didn't during the whole series. They're awful. The same to you, mommy. Like never seen kids like I this. I have that. four younger brothers. I hated, I hated that so much. We like ice cream, like all good. But shut up, you shut up, your kids. And, and yeah, what the hell is going on with that? Did, and none of these people who wrote this movie have any kids. Or do they have <laughs> shitty, corny ass kids like this? How many times when you were twelve and your brothers were all of like the descending ages from there out, did you sing to your mother? I would have been beaten relent- <laughs> relentlessly, and I would have deserved it. I would have. Deserved- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think I don't think me and Schmave ever harmonized like that about getting more ice cream. I'll tell you, <laughs> harmonizing about ice cream. But look, I don't understand the whole. Like, there's so many easy and obvious questions that this movie ends with. Like, of course she should have thought. Like, she's she's going through the Book of the Damned, and she's going through every possible multiverse, and she doesn't think about, oh, what is it going to feel like when I, when these kids hate me because I killed their real mother? Or mm-hmm. what? She, they don't, she doesn't think about those contingencies. Like, plus she yeah, could fantasy point. conjure these kids up anywhere. She could be in Lake Tahoe. With her apple grove, creating these stupid <laughs> shitty kids, and forever and ever and ever be happy with that. Well, here's another problem that the MCU has run into. Like, didn't they master time travel? Never mind universe hopping. Can't she, if she wanted to, dedicate her life to getting more pin particles and like going back in time and just she, redoing it with Vision? She doesn't have to take the Black Book of the Dead, <laughs> the Blair Witch Book of the Damned. And become the you know Scarlet Witch. She doesn't have to do that. I mean, I get I get it that at the end of the last series she was starting to go there, but she doesn't have to, and she could realize it fairly obviously. I would say. It's and I also don't get why spice a lot of things don't make sense about that book of the damned thing. Because why did Strange need it at the end? You're telling me the only way he could have gotten back to that universe is through like. You have a child. I understand he wasn't with it, but like it seemed like universe hopping was was no problem whatsoever until it needed to be for the plot's sake. All I know is that the book of Ashanti, although not always there when they call, is always on time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's the best joke I wrote probably all month, all day. That's that's as good as I get. Wow. <laughs> wow. Baby. Baby. <laughs> I was I was waiting for that. I can't believe that it got set up. Wow, <laughs> spiked. Good job, good job by you. There should be a Raz Al Ghul training session, right for for this kid, uh, America Chavez there, to to deal with her fear. But she just punches her way out of it. There should be, you know, some kind of intermediary step or a hundred and eleven. Yeah, I'm tired of the the Deus Ex mutant power. Yeah, but there should I, be a lot. I can't hone of... my power until I need to hone my power for the plot's sake. But it's the same thing with with uh, Maximoff. It's the same thing with Wanda. It's the same thing with Doctor Strange. Like, oh, there's a bad book, but guess what? There's also a good book, and it's floating around in fucking pink, you know, open door space. <laughs> and 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 why do why is there like Chekhov's? you know, unstoppable fiery ribbon lava monster beast demon. Like bring that thing back. Yeah. If it's unkillable and it kills a Dr. Strange and it forces him to want to kill America Chavez, uh, can't let him fall to the and it's enemy. In the, it's in that, that in between universes place, isn't it? Cause that right. actually happened. Right. Right. According and to they, canon. So they dream about it. Which, so again, he should just been chilling there. <laughs> And if we're all dreaming about our other multiversal selves, like how many multiverses have just like... If that's true, the amount of classes I'm missing in every universe is jarring. Right, and the amount that I'm naked in. (laughs) The amount of classes I don't go to and then show up on the day of the final is unbelievable. (laughs) do my project and I'm naked. Oh, and I'm, I, my teeth are just falling out. Just so much, so many teeth falling out. And I'm a roller coaster me. with my mom driving a white, <laughs> shitty station wagon. Why? Why? Shut up, Marvel. <laughs> I don't need Marvel theology or psychology, I guess. Yes. But the that's the, the I, I, but the other, my counter argument is we're like, they have to, 
they have to go somewhere for one for two where the hell are they going what the fuck is the point of any of these mcu movies right now and three you're getting way too big i not only the the movie scale but do we need just every a-lister ever associated with this brand now like you're not aew gets in so much trouble because they just keep signing guys and then they don't have things for them to do we're getting to that point with marvel you can't have everybody involved with this property the charlie snare on so stupid is just them giving up because she's just literally comes out in a fucking purple she's suit standing there the i Power understand Rangers. it's new york and right. like maybe this was somebody who was at the rave the, the night before but she's standing there in this purple and green ninja turtle get up in the middle of all these common folk who are just walking and i guess this goes back to like uh, somebody can say hey mike one weren't you the one complaining when you reviewed the eternals that like all the common folk need to stop being stunned by all these magical happenings if they choose to live in the world in which the MCU is a real thing. So maybe yeah. I'm being hypocritical here. But yeah, she's like sticking out like a sore thumb and nobody gives a shit that she's there ripping a hole through the space-time continuum. And then she's like, we're going on our next adventure. <laughs> They've given up. They've given up. with the. Uh, and, and look, she should have I... showed up as her character from the Fast and Furious series. Yeah. That would have made me way more excited. At least that character has some characteristics, which is, you know, fun when you're dramatizing stories. Uh, we have elements of yada yadaing in the better Marvel movies, though, too. Like, let's not say, like this is some comic book storytelling and I get it. And I'm, I don't want to throw shade on comic book storytelling, but they got to put out put out a book a week. Not everything's going to be, you know, the top of the mind. So, look, we had an antidote. Easy Bake Oven from Stark Enterprises in mm -hmm. No Way Home. Spider-Man mm -hmm. No Way Home. Yep. Uh, we had fucking Tony Stark inventing time travel over a popsicle, <laughs> right, with his daughter that he loved 3000, which yep. was adorable, that yep. we forgive immediately because the rest of the scene is good. So this movie has a lot of that because, like, oh, you can destroy the book in every multiverse. Oh, but that, well, that's but that's convenient. that's that's why that's yeah. why it's becoming an issue. Because okay, if you want to say all these magical things are happening in this one world, that's fine. But not like you're getting too big. You can't have this. You're going to get to a point where nothing matters. They want like right now. TV this is held shows. together. This is held together by Scotch tape because they still have the the failsafe yeah. of well, you can't go universe hopping at least because then it'll cause this big distortion and that'll be a huge problem. But that's going to get solved eventually. And once that's gone, that's it. Nothing matters. You can just go to a different universe, take whatever character is still alive that you need, and bring them back to this one. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, well, we went to negative town a little bit. We do have more positives to, to yeah. kind of sandwich this thing in together. Like Wanda in that apple grove, that moment, that's Great. very satisfying. Very, very beautiful to look at, too. She whoops some ass at the uh, at Hogwarts. Love that. She kicks all of their butts. I love that the men are hopeless and hapless in this movie, too. That was kind of cool to see for a standalone Marvel movie. I will say that the Hogwarts defenses are terrible. Like how <laughs> all they do is just drill. Whenever we go up there, they're just drilling. And yet all they could do in terms of defending themselves is just uh, like 40 guys do a Spartan shield. And then they got some catapults that are hidden. It'd be Are funny if there was a big reveal that Wong had no fucking idea what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. But even though it was it was cool to watch just, you know, to, again, Wanda just going off was my And this, the writing, the writing that gets to that point too where she finds the weakness the one guy, the student and they have the the look where she slides behind him and whispers in his I loved all that. That was really cool. I really enjoyed Evil Doctor Strange too. I, I think uh, I getting think there, that, I think, was an issue. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed when we were there. He's a character in the what if. I don't know if it's the same evil Doctor Strange, but there's a bunch of evil Doctor Stranges, apparently, from the movie. And that third eye is weird. And the fact that he's, you know, got the dark hold and he's in the, you know, the terrifying universe there. And then the weirdest fight that somehow worked like that's what I mean. That was a huge chance. That makes that fight makes no sense. These musical notes, because there's a piano in the room. So, so if Strange takes all these notes off the pages and uses them as weapons, and when they crash into each Strange, they make these musical notes. That should not work ever. And it was great. What two musical interns 
at the Feige Retreat <laughs> 7 just were, like, improvising that fight. Yeah, you can see probably them. Right. And then he throws the... <laughs> and it he makes threw... the Beethoven sound. Yeah. It was really... It was cool. It was really cool. It was fun. It was fun. And again, you know, I'm just like... I get it. They got to make 40 movies and 20 TV shows uh, or vice versa. And... Kevin Feige is going to have to go on multiple retreats and they're just going to improvise some <laughs> shit. And they're going to throw stuff out against the wall and hoping, hoping that it hits. Yeah. I was all for it. I, I, I don't know. And this is the, the big swing stuff that like, that's a big swing to have in a Marvel movie because that could get you memed forever and laughed off the face of the earth. But I think it worked tonally and thematically. And then the ending I thought worked as much as it didn't. I, I loved the, the reanimation, the Frankenstein strange. I thought that was fun, and then the execution of it wasn't the greatest. But it was it was cool to say, well, he doesn't have to be alive, does he? And then he, you know, morphs into Zombie Strange, and Zombie Strange or Undead Strange gets more disgusting throughout that sequence, which was fun. So distortion doesn't matter then, right? Because these are all types of people that don't belong in these universes that are just hanging out here and radically changing the course of events for those universes. Because Zombie Strange isn't from that universe. And Strange, uh, the the Rachel McAdams character that goes with our Doctor Strange to the bad Doctor Strange's lair isn't from the bad Doctor Strange's universe. Neither is our Doctor Strange. So, so distortion doesn't matter. <laughs> is this just? But this is just pandemic worries. Do you think everybody? Because like every universe they go to is like, ah, oh, your hairspray is going to cause a pandemic if we don't. Box well, I, I think there's a very on the nose country message here about like unification and like looking inside yourselves and being good and being better and i don't know i said to you in the pre-production i don't know if america is that is a the character from the comics if she's a real character but like it seemed awfully on the nose these messages of america you need to do better and stuff like that that seemed like it could have been spoken by joe biden right now right right I guess not the worst thing, but still. I, but, you know, I, I kind of like that whole sequence. I like that Wong has to kill the four gargoyle henchmen, useless henchmen of the I'm apocalypse. All That's fun. He gets some moments, strange bows to him, and the payoffs between the characters are fun. Uh, Cumberbatch and McAdams, you know, the look, the, as far as yearn scenes go, I will yearn for and with them both. Those, those are, that's a great yearn scene. Yearnings, I love you in every universe. No, no, it really was adorable mid seance or post seance, whatever. Uh, pretty fun. So that implies this is as useless as a time travel argument, I guess. So, but. So there are going to be universes in which those two don't know each other, right? That's what we're being told. I'm sure if it if there's we because know like, there's 818 at least, right? If there's so, a Captain Marvel who's not Carol Danvers in one universe, and Steve Rogers isn't Captain America in one universe, then it stands to reason that this love that is forever across any universe isn't right. Like there's got to be a world in which those two don't know each other, right? But that would not be uh. Good for so the story. Makes the message lose a little bit of its luster. <laughs> Look, you're getting lost in the uh in the infinite possibilities. And I, I believe But it's it. Marvel's fault. They introduced it. They this is the this is the playpen they want to play in. I'm gonna th- like I, I think these are natural questions that anyone's gonna think about. I know. And there's we know there's a giant god out there with six eyes. Just <laughs> A whole reason for our planet's being is because that other gods are birthed from us in the <laughs> soil. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they're losing the plot, I think. They're, I think they're, they're starting to. And this is where I also get frustrated. So, I, And I said this about the last time we talked about Marvel. Where are we going? What is the big story? The heavy spoilers show, if people are really interested. I, I kind of watched that just before we hit record today on YouTube. Okay. You know, they don't need any more followers. He's got like a <laughs> hundred million, but he kind of hinted at the uh, the big cataclysmic thing uh, in the uh, in the comic books that this is heading towards. OK, well, I so, need to know that. So we can say this is the spoiler warning and turn off and I'll put it in the show notes, too. So don't listen if you don't want to listen. But what is it? Do, do you think I remember the comic book? I mean, it's well, I can you give me like a taste? It, apparently, it's going to be like 
realities colliding. It's the whole Charlize Theron thing. I mean, so I guess Char- they, is Charlize they, the big bad? No, she's coming up from a. There's a. What did she call it? I'm the worst person for this. Why? Why did you put this on me? Like I said, you're gonna have to watch the heavy spoilers show. Don't you watch like YouTube videos more than yeah, you watch movies? I do. I just want to know who the big bad guy. Who's Thanos? Well, no, it, uh, Kang is gonna be a big bad guy, but I don't. I'm not okay. sure if he's the movies and the TV big bad or both. Uh, he was pretty, you know, uh, just brilliantly played by Jonathan Majors right. and and Lynn Loki. There, that was fun. Uh, again, spoiler alert. Sorry. After no, you, 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 I think that's well known by now. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's more ponytailed Doctor Stranges to come. <laughs> I think the Dairy Girls are gonna love as much as they hate. <laughs> Just in general, <laughs> I think so. Will we? Just and that's unfortunately where we're going because this is just too big to fail now they have to prop up a hundred thousand subscribers a hundred million what are the what are they at now hundred thousand well that's that's what million. i that's what i mean like we're just it feels this is the first marvel movie to me that felt like we're just doing things to do things and that's the first time i felt like that and i guess you know if you have it one in 28 movies that's a massive success and it is and it's still going to make close to a billion dollars but Man, I'm getting a little like, what, what am I it's, spending my money on? It's the melodrama of madness. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. What'd you give for a grade? C plus B minus. Yeah. I'm somewhere in there. Yeah. I think if I'm ha- in a happier mood, I'm a B minus. Otherwise, I'm a C plus. But again, yeah. I, I feel like I got my money's worth. I was, tell, I, I was thinking this was going to be an A- minus at a certain point. When they, killed, when they introduced John Krasinski just to kill him off 10 minutes later, I loved it. I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. That's such a good troll job. It asks so it's many more questions joke. than answers. Yeah. It's a meta joke. Uh, but that, like the third act, I thought, dragged on forever. I don't understand the point of some things that happened. We talked about some of them. I didn't get to others because they're pedantic, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking A- minus halfway through this movie. I talked myself into a B the more I thought about it today. And after this conversation, I'm with you. B-. minus. So I was I wonder how this movie's going to hold box office wise because I was I had a ticket to a 3D movie and, ma- and maybe that makes all the difference maybe a, a 3D screening for this I probably should have said that in the non spoiler section it just, this is like the best 3D movie ever I don't know but I was going to go back at nine to see it after I ate some dinner but I walked out of that theater and was like cancel reservation on my A yeah. list. And I didn't feel guilty about it at all. I'm like, nah, I got it. So I, I wonder if people want to rewatch it. Do you re- want to rewatch this movie? I mean, why would we? We would just wait for Disney Plus at this point. I, I could totally wait four months and then maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe not. Well, there's a couple answers to that. Uh, one is that this plays well visually on the big screen. Right. Because of all the VFX. So, like, there is that lore to it that maybe you do want to go out and rewatch for the VFX purposes. There's parts of this that do speak to someone like me in that there is those big swings and those big divergence. Uh, I keep saying divergent. That's not the word I want. The what of expectation? Allegiant. Um. <laughs> That's a very good joke, but no. <laughs> what's, what's the, the original? What's the first movie called? Though? Um, I, I don't remember. Fucking goddamn Divergent it. Allegiant. No, it's the Divergent series. The, uh, the what of expectations here? The what? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word you're looking for is. The something like, of expectations. The you know when you think you're going to get one thing and it flips on its head. Subversion. Subversion. Thank you. Thank That'll, you. Subversion. That's the of fifth mo- book in the Divergent series. <laughs> What's that actress's name? I couldn't think of it for the life From, of me. From uh, Divergent? She was, she was, yeah, she was uh, engaged to Aaron Rodgers for a Shailene while. Woodley. Shailene, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. All right, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we got our, <laughs> fit our quota in for being our parents there at the end. But uh, <laughs> I have no idea what point I was just trying. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so for somebody as cynical as me, because there is those subversions of expectations, wild subversions, because you think you're getting the introduction of the X-Men, you think you're getting the introduction of the Fantastic Four, and you're just not. And maybe you never will. Who knows? I mean, it's up to Marvel at this point what they want to do. They can do anything with them. That you're getting them. They paid six billion dollars to buy Fox or well, you're, yeah, you're, you're, but, but what did they pay? You may not get Patrick Stewart and John Krasinski. I guess is what I meant. Right, right. Um, that 
is kind of cool. And I, I think if you want to relive those moments, I could see someone like me getting a ticket again. Will I personally? Probably not. Right. Yeah, I, I'm curious about 3D is basically where I wind up. But I, like, I'm not mad that I saw this. I'm not mad that we reviewed it. We had a good time. Yeah, no, like, I'm not I mad at all that why, I saw this. But I, I, I had such higher expectations for The Northman and The Batman. And I because kinda, we thought those we, were Oscar movies. But we've graded them all similarly, I think, at the end of the day. Well, we thought Eggers was hadn't missed at that point. Right. And we thought the Batman, based on all the hype, we're the only two people on this country that don't like the Batman. <laughs> we're the only two. And every, it keeps getting worse. Everybody right. loves so, We're the <laughs> only two idiots that hate the Batman. No, I like this movie Batman. more than the Batman. I'll I'll say that as many times as anyone needs to hear it. And have it might you... be blasphemy to some people. That's fine. Have you thought about clicking play on the Batman on There's HBO no, Max? There's no, I'd have to, I literally have to be paid money. Somebody would have to show up at my house with a dollar <laughs> bill of some amount and hand it to me. And we just lost another. It's not a good movie. 40, it's not a good movie. I'm sorry. It's childish. We didn't like, no, we didn't like it. I haven't clicked play on it either, but at least I've thought about it. So that gives me. Would you watch solace. Dune or the Batman again first? I've tried to rewatch Dune. I can't do it. I would watch I the Batman it. before Dune again as well. Why is that? Why are we the only ones? We are so the land of the bizarre. blind, Mike. The man with one eye is king. We're the only people that see things clearly right now. We're <laughs> 100% accurate. Our Oscar predictions. What and a roller coaster of an episode this is. No, but with that comes a price is where yeah. I got to get. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. This is you're the price. Right. It's, the, it's our burden. It's our gift and our curse. People just throwing things now. Throwing things at the it. Throwing their phones. <laughs> Guys, Ew. As, as always, what matters most to us are your thoughts and takes. Have you seen this movie yet? Uh, whether you have or you have not, what did you think about it going into it? What were your expectations? And if you have seen it, uh, what were your expectations versus what you actually got? What were your highs? What were your lows? Let us know all of that. As well as always, you can leave us anything else, any comments, questions, or concerns about anything we do here and the MMO Empire on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com. And on Reddit, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to us on either the Apple Podcasts or Spotify apps, if you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review, if you appreciate what we do here, we would greatly appreciate that from you. Michael, we go back to the news for a little bit next. Uh, tell the people what's coming next from us, and let's have some words of wisdom to end on. Yeah, an Oscar race checkpoint is in order. We have a box office update for this film to include in that episode, so we'll talk about the fallout what it what it all means our analysis we've been doing that for a while and that's always fun uh we have a few more trailers beyond disney world 2 the way of water uh, <laughs> theme park typhoon lagoon you see they're blue and they get wet <laughs> we're gonna be taking our mothers to downton abbey a new era mm -hmm. i don't know if we're gonna review that in a full episode i don't know if we're gonna do a top five with that uh we're going to see how that goes. I may show up to the theater with my mother and go see a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just guy, you just look at us and then leave. <laughs> just shake my head disapprovingly, walk into the theater for something else. You go see men. <laughs> and then we both talk past each other for an entire <laughs> film study. We do have to do that one time and just give dueling reviews. <laughs> uh, but, and look at Top Gun Maverick. That trailer just keeps getting better and better. I'll tell you what, Mike. Mm -hmm. I was out on that movie. Watching Lady Gaga show up to the red carpet in her own, I don't know what the hell, self-propelled helicopter dress. Mm -hmm. Did you see her show up in that thing? I, I saw some memes. Yeah, oh, I my saw some God. Memes, yeah. yeah, Loved it. Look, I, I didn't know she was going to cover Dewey Cox, but <laughs> with the theme song, but it does play well. I mean, that'd be a cool Oscars moment too. If you get Gaga and Taylor Swift on stage during your broadcast, I'll I get you some ice. I was going to say Dewey Cox, but well, no, you can get him too. Yeah, maybe it'll be a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. This is getting punchy. Uh, words of wisdom. Uh, Look, you're getting what you pay for at the movies, though. I mean, that's it's why. I mean, you're getting capital M movies lately, Mike. Uh, we cannot fault Hollywood for trying to give us huge films. I mean, you yeah, want except a traditional, the M is for money, I think. Yeah, maybe. But if you want a traditional Viking revenge story brought to life, 
you got it. If you want a three-hour Batman detective story, you got it. If you want Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness or, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch in the Mother's Day of Sadness, you got them. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> you get all of it. So much movie. And we got so much movie today. And uh, we have so much movie to come as well. So stick with us as always, guys, when reality sucks. You can come check out the latest offerings from Marvel with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very soon. See ya. See ya.